live and pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Ryan Buckley. This is being recorded on May, April, April, uh, 29th, 2020 to hit the internet on April 30th. Uh, you can listen to the show iTunes, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. I mean, that should be tattooed on my face. iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, Podbean, everywhere you want to be. Okay. Um, follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. So I'm looking out into the uh, window and uh, just another beautiful Northern California evening. The ones they always talk about. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's gorgeous out. It really is. Uh, the weather's gotten a lot better. It was a bit of a scorcher yesterday. Uh, 90 degrees, but now we're back. We're back to, uh, you know, normal temperatures, 70, 75. I could take 80, 85 around here. After that, you know, when it gets to the 113 range for 12 days in a row, that's kind of when I, I kind of tap out and I say, why the hell do we live in this place that people aren't meant to live in? Nobody should be here. It should be a barren wasteland. But them's the breaks, right? So uh, we're doing a podcast here. You're welcome, Jake Elman. All right. You wanted your podcast, uh, Jake, Jake Elman 97 on Twitter, at Jake Elman. Yeah, we get it. So what Jake Elman wants, Jake Elman gets. So there we go. There's the podcast. Follow him on Twitter, Jake Elman 97. But thank you. Uh, yeah. So uh, here I am, right? Here I am. And I'm going to tell you about my day. So, so, so listen up. Everyone, everyone gather around. I'll tell you about my day today. So I woke up. And it was like every other goddamn day the last 40 days. That's what it was like. That's exactly what it was like. Starting to get to me. Starting to get to me. Um, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of walking around the neighborhood. I'm tired of looking at the same people, the same uh, things they're doing, walking by, pretending to be nice to people. Oh, hi, hi. Yeah, <laughs> another day. Right? Oh, shit. Drop dead. Uh, no, it's not that bad. Uh <laughs> But I am, I don't want anyone to drop dead, but it is getting to be a bit much. Um, once again, you come to the podcast with a person who likes to complain about everything and be negative, but offer no solutions. And that trend will continue because I don't know what to do, but I can tell you the, the county I live in, YOLO, uh, just got expended, expended, extended the shelter uh, in place to May 31st. So we got another month of this, another month, <laughs> another month of walking around the neighborhood, another month. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not the only one. I know other places, too. But they're easing restrictions in some places. YOLO shelter in place. Another month. That should be great when it gets to be 90, 95. I guess it's better to be inside, right? Just And then you walk outside and you see everyone's, uh, you know, air conditioners blasting. Oh, you want to go for a hike or go to a park? Well, there might be 900 people there. But uh, even if there is shelter in place orders, it doesn't matter. People don't listen. Why would they? They go to municipal buildings and gather in place. How about de Blasio's tweet, huh? Basically sounding like Hitler, saying he's going to round up the Jews. Excuse me, uh, I want to say something out to the Jewish people and uh, communities and Jewish people, whatever it was. I mean, I want to, let me read this tweet. I mean, I know that the Hasidic Jews are defiant people when it comes to governmental uh, instruction. Uh, but this uh, this should have started with Akhtung. Uh, let, let's see. Uh, da, 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 Bill de Blasio. Uh, breaks up crowded funeral, but now faces criticism for singing out Jewish community. Yes, that's not the tweet I want. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. This is poor preparation here. This is poor preparation. Um, my message to the Jewish community and communities is this simple. The time for warnings is past. <laughs> you, know, you understand? I have instructed the NYPD to proceed immediately to summons or even arrest those who gather in large gathering groups. 
no, in large groups. This is about stopping this disease and saving lives, periods. Yes, the disease, come over here. We want to pin something on you and sew it into your shirt so we know who you are. Terrible German accent, but you get the point, right? Jesus Christ. Hey, everyone does things a little different, right? <laughs> who's to say who's crazy and who's not? Woo! But uh, that's my life right now. What are we drinking? Oh, thank you for asking, by the way. We are drinking a, a Belgian Saison. It is from me. It is my beer. All right. I made this, and I got to tell you, this was an amazing brew. And I'll t for one thing, if one thing's improved in this quarantine, it's been my uh, interest in brewing. Before, it was just like, eh, it's something I guess I should do, whatever. I brewed that. I almost drank all of them already. Now, granted, there was a flaw with the brew, so some of them were not good to drink. And they're not really that high in alcohol. So I, I kind of went through them. But I'm brewing this IPA right now. Oh, boy. I just did some dry hopping right now. And I know most people are going, I, I don't know what that means. Do you hop around? You know, some sort of, you know, dance. No, you throw the hops in. Uh -huh, yeah, yeah. But you can smell it. Oh, God. Yeah. Look at him. He loves it. He can smell it right now. Oh, it's great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. So uh, that's what I'm doing. And, you know, getting back to trying to learn Spanish. Uh, a lot of work. <laughs> Necesita ayuda for sure, um, but I'm trying my best. Trying my best. Trying my best to do something. I feel like if you're playing video games every day, and, and uh, you might be wasting your time. I, and I know that sounds very judgmental and elitist from my ivory tower to say, "Oh, video games, please." I, know, I just look at this as an opportunity to just try new things and do something and try to focus on shit. That's that's what I say. Because I mean, believe me. Uh, this is something, you know, you know, like brewing or Spanish or whatever it might be. As soon as I have to go back to work and life goes back to normal, it'll be like one of my many things that I say I'm going to do and I never do. And there's a long list. You can ask my wife. She reminds me. So, you know, uh, you know, maybe I'll start my own brewery with this beer. I'll call it, uh, let's see, huh? Red Ticket Brews, huh? I just came up with that on the spot. Sounded real natural, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'll do. Yeah, yeah, that's the ticket. It won't happen, just like many other of my projects that are I'm really into for a few hours, maybe even a day or two, until they then gather dust and they're forgotten about. You know, like a kid who wants to play karate, do karate, play lacrosse, everything else. All the equipment just sits there. But, woo! Anyways, putting myself down a little bit, huh? Wow. So let's get into some sports, huh? Let's talk sports. Deportes, huh? You want to talk deportes? Can I say hablar cap deportes? Let's do it. So, um... I didn't even talk about this last week. You know, did I talk about it? Maybe I didn't. I forget. But oh no, no, I talked about Brady. But uh, basically, Gronk just goes goes to the Buccaneers, which is very interesting. I guess you can just do that. You just come out of retirement. It's a huge fu, obviously, to Belichick. Which huge mistake by the NFL not having the the, the Patriots play the Buccaneers next year. I mean, you know, I, I see all these people talking and saying, "Oh, look, Gronk and uh, you know Brady. That's it's them. You know, Steve Nash and Dwight Howard. You know, I I don't know. I." I I still think they have a better chance. I mean, Brady was still pretty good last year. I mean, both of them are coming a year away from winning the Super Bowl. I mean, this isn't... I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, people want to bury them. I'm not going to say that they're going to run away with the league, but I mean, you, know, you, you guys might want to ease off a little bit there. I think they might be pretty good. Just just, just, an, just a hunch. I'm surprised Gronk. I, th I thought he'd, he'd, he would just be like... I'm going to go do, you know, the crazy. I don't think he's nearly as stupid as people make him out to be or he the, what he tries to put out there. He does this same, you know, I knew plenty of kids like this in high school where they wanted to play like they're really dumb and just to get all the attention. And you talk to him one on one. They're somewhat normal. I, I bet you he's somewhat normal, but you put a camera in front of his face. It's like the Swisher complex. It's just like, oh, look at me. It could be like, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, uh. 
I called the guy back and, uh, you know, I answered the email. Hey, Nick! <laughs> like, Krusty the Clown, like a fucking idiot. I think Gronkowski is like that. And second of all, I really don't find his act that interesting. I don't find the whole Gronk persona really interesting at all. It reminds me of another thing. In The Last Dance, too, they, you know, they, they we, we kind of went over uh, the Dennis Rodman phenomenon. And, and, and Rodman, when he wanted to play, was an amazing player. You've never seen so much energy like that. But, like, this idea that he was interesting, I mean... I mean, I guess he was interesting in the sense that he was different, but, like, was I really, like, sitting there, like, trying to, like, peel back the layers of the onion of Dennis Rodman when he's dressed up in, like, a wedding dress? It's like, wow, he's so deep. No, he isn't. He's a freak show, okay? He's a freak. He's so misunderstood. Why? Why is he mis... What is he trying to say that, that I'm misunderstanding? He's a freak, and he's trying to get attention, and he's getting it, and he's winning. He's winning, okay? So much winning. I can't stop winning. There's so much. I never understood that about Dennis Rodman. I mean, I, I can understand why people liked him. He was wacky, he was crazy, and take shit from anyone, yada, yada. I mean, the, the guy is an interesting guy in the sense that, you know, he did all that. You know, he dated Madonna. He dated Carmen Electra. He hung out with Kim Jong-il. I mean, and he played on the, you know, the Chicago Bulls on the best team ever. Oh, actually, the Warriors. Are, no, no one cares about that team. It's a different league. Oh, well, actually, let's have an argument about it all day on social media and talk about who would average how many points and what year. Shut up. There's nothing better. I said this. There's nothing better in a quarantine to talk to strangers about on the internet, about who would average how many points in what year, because guess what? There is no comparison. There is no answer. And yes, that's good for all of our mental health to continue to argue for something, thread after thread after tweet after tweet, and not have an answer to it. Boy, that's going to help me sleep at night. Ooh, a lot of spunk, a lot of snark, a lot of snark, Brian. Jeez, come on. I thought you were happy. Isn't it beer supposed to make you happy? Yeah, sometimes, maybe. Whew. So Roger Goodell's going to make uh, $0 this year. Boy, what a, what a sacrifice. I mean, that's nice. It is. I mean, he makes $33 million a year, but I mean, I guess that's nice. I guess that's nice. So Dr. Fauci, we're going to get into baseball here. That, that was my uh, unofficial segue. There's this guy creeping in his fancy BMW SUV trying to stick it to me. Just this guy got a Camry. <sighs> it's, but uh, so baseball, baseball kind of just can't accept defeat at this point. Every once in a while, they're like, all right, so so we looked at everything, and, and here's how we're going to approach it. This is what we see. I still don't think baseball is happening. I still think it's a crazy idea. I think, and, and here's the thing. You might be able to do the season. No fans, obviously. No name on the back, of course. How many times in a podcast? <laughs> I've been doing the podcast for how long? I've never made that joke, but I have to make it three, three, three episodes in a row. Um, But... You're going to start this whole league up, you know, all the cameramen, all the all the trainers and the behind the scenes staff, the players, the coaches, all that crap. And you're going to keep it going if one guy tests positive for coronavirus. I mean, they're basically just going to have to lie about the coronavirus because someone is going to get it. These guys are just going to they're just not going to go out in their own cities and do stuff. They're just going to go home every night and and say their prayers, uh, you know, play video games, take their vitamins, you know, go to choir practice. Actually, that's social gathering. From a distance, Jesus. But I mean, that that's really what's going to happen. Not one of these players. What, how many of those? 26 guys? That's just 26 players. 26 players on each team. No one's going to... I'm sorry. I, I have a hard time believing that. Especially there's going to be travel. I mean, that's the latest what they say, these divisions, unless I miss something. At first, it was all in Arizona. Now I hear that they're going to be able to maybe play Yankee Stadium and City Field. So I'm assuming they're playing in all these other parks. I haven't done a lot of research on this. This is what the podcast really needs. It's been going on for years now. But I, I don't understand how that's going to happen. And baseball continues to just say this. This is what we want. This is 
I still I show it to me when you believe it. You know, give me this bastardized season. Bastard, bastardized, bastardized, bastard season. One of those. I, I don't know if I'm saying it correctly. I, I mean, you can give it to me. I don't think I'm going to. It's not going to have the same oomph because I'll tell you what. I mean, the people that want the season so bad. I mean, I feel like some of these people uh, and I've said this on the last few podcasts since the, the, the coronavirus started. I like sports. I watch sports. These people that are really struggling mentally with sports. You guys got a problem. Get a hobby. Do something. I mean, seriously, you go bird watching. You know, you go pick up sticks in your neighbor's yard. Something. Uh, create a rock formation to, to border your you know your neighbor's property. I, this whole idea that you need sports, it's it's a little self defeating. Like looking at it, it's just like God Almighty, man. Are you that empty? I like sports. Again, I'm not shitting. I'm not one of these people that's highbrow people. Obviously, you know this. I do a podcast that revolves around sports. But if, if, if are you that empty? Excuse me. You heard that right. Ugh. I, I we'll see what happens, but I don't know. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't believe it. I don't believe it's going to happen. I don't. But if if baseball does start, there is one thing. That I, I mean, obviously I want to see baseball, but there, there's one part of baseball I'm shit on all these people for for a good minute or so that they need sports and everything. But there is one thing that I truly do miss, and it's not, you know, it's not about the games themselves, but I do miss this. And as Alex Bregman steps up to the plate, stepping up uh. to the microphone is the voice of the New York Yankees. Here is John Sterling. Well, Susan, I thank you, and once again, <laughs> good evening, everyone. It's amazing that it's a beautiful evening as it is. It really is, John. Look at that. I already mentioned it, but thank you for bringing it up again. New York had it rain every day. Oh, I know. Don't get it going. Boy, did it rain tonight. Wow. (laughs) So what the problem is, they're going to be a year older if they don't do this. You know, know, John, John's not a spring chicken, nor is Susan, by the way. Susan has little tea parties with her dogs on Instagram. I mean, I talk about emptiness. Sorry, Susan. I mean, you know, she probably maybe has a very active social life and does lots of stuff. Who the hell are you, Brian, going out to clubs all the time, you know, hosting parties? No, not really. But, I mean, you know, she, she's putting little, you know, birthday hats on her dogs and telling them to wear it correctly. Yeah, it's it's, it's not an exaggeration. But I, I miss John. I, I miss Susan telling stories, you know, that John's barely paying attention to. <laughs> and then I remember talking to, to, to Moose Scouring, and he talked about a doubleheader in Baltimore in 1964. And you could you believe it? Yeah, that's something, Susan. 2-1, followed away. And, and John, they, Moose could really, he could really, you know, tell it, he could really spin a yarn, you know what I mean? Oh, he could. So, <laughs> that's why they called him Moose. <laughs> just something dumb like that. You know, back, you know, when the games are going on, I'd just be like, oh, shut up, Susan. Like, no one cares about this story. You are literally having this conversation with yourself on the air because John is, John's focused somewhere else. But God, I, I yearn for that right now. I, I, I do. It, not even about the game so much, just the back and forth. And, and I've said it a thousand times. And uh, you know, the great Simon and Yonkers, which, you know, he's on, he, he's on Twitter now, uh, known as Smarks, name no longer. He's on a different name now. I don't know. I, I, I heard he went in. He became a doctor. By the way, he became a doctor. And I don't know if uh, I should give the entire name out there. I'm sure most of you people know who he is. But he, he would always bring up to me, man, you're going to miss them when they're gone. And it's true. You know, I, I, I man, because you listen to other radio broadcasts and they're, yeah, they're okay. I mean, they're fine. There, there is a sense of comfort with every radio broadcast of a baseball game. But Mon Pa Yankee, come on, please. Don't say that to their face. Jimmy Traney got the cold shoulder. Asshole! 
Uh, let's see. But wh- where was I going with Dr. Fauci? He's given d- several um, different predictions. He thinks that b- baseball uh, is needed back for everyone's mental health. And I kind of believe that. I kind of I, I can I can co-sign on that as I kind of just went through. Um, but, you know, Fauci, Fauci has gone through this, you know, different. He's gone through many phases here in this whole quarantine thing. I think he came in uh, as the guy that we all trusted and loved. Uh, not all, you know, but a lot because he was the scientist up there. He was the doctor uh, who kind of just, you know, cleared up all the idiocy that Trump would say. And what's happened now is you put a camera in front of Fauci or a microphone in front of his face. He's going to be honest in tracking an unpredictable pandemic. So he's giving different answers. So no one has the right answer here. So certainly if you're, a, you know, a, a big, big supporter of the president, you hate Fauci because he's corrected the president and he's gotten things wrong in his, you know, as the briefings have gone on and on. You know, I, I got to give him a little slack. I mean, this is an unpredictable pandemic. You can only give your best guesses. So when your best guess isn't right, that doesn't negate everything you ever say for the rest of your life. It's it's a weird phenomenon that all of a sudden people want doctors to be right about everything, like in a, an active situation. This isn't like I go in there and I go, uh, this might be poison ivy. Take a look at it. And they go, no, no, that's cancer. And it's just like, no, you sure? Yeah, cancer. And then I come back again the next day. It's like, oh, whoops, diagnosed. I misdiagnosed that. That is poison ivy be a good point. It, you know, this is an active situation here. So, I mean, I know you can hear all the bullshit. Uh, Fauci's working for the deep state, this blah, blah, blah. I mean, he's got emails to, to Hillary supporting her with all that, which, you know, I will say that it's a private email that was hacked. But at the same time, in your government email, you probably shouldn't be supporting uh, people in an election. You should be impartial. I will, I will agree with that. I will agree with that. But these people that want to like denounce Fauci because he's gotten a few things wrong in this, again, in an active situation is laughable. That's like, that's like going to the doctor and like, there's a crazy person outside yelling, right? And you just kind of walk past them like, hi, how are you? You go inside, you ask the doctor their opinion on something. You don't like their opinion. You get angry. You leave. You vow to never go back there again. You go outside you walk by the crazy person yelling, and then you turn around and go, hey, can I get your opinion on this? Take a look at that. I mean, that that's essentially the, the brain, <laughs> how the brain of some of these people are working. I mean, I, I, I think they put Fauci out there as if it's supposed to be absolution, absolute truth all the time. Dude, these, these graphs, these models, they're, they're guesses. That's what they are. They might be right. They might be wrong. Like, I don't know. <laughs> All of a sudden, people who are stupid want definite answers when definite answers have been given to them on other subjects before, and that's called fake news. So, don't want to get too political, but I, I've always found, I don't understand that phenomenon with Fauci. It's like, I, I trust the guy. Sorry, I do. I, I do. Some people don't, though. Uh, and before, you know, uh, yeah, let me get into it now. I was going to save that for a little bit, but let me jump into my little trip to Trader Joe's this weekend. So I know you might be saying, oh, Trader Joe's, oh, cool, Brian, really fitting in with that crowd. You got a lot of granola, a lot of yogurt. I mean, Trader Joe's is actually kind of like middle of the road here with all these hippie like supermarkets and Whole Food, uh, I don't say knockoffs, but Whole Food equivalent sort of stuff. So Trader Joe's is actually kind of, you know, it is what it is. I, I don't know. I don't mind it. I, I, I'll say it again. I don't mind it. I don't care. But they're strict there. They're strict. So they got the six feet marked out with chalk in the back, uh, and it's a line to get in. One person leaves, one person goes in. One person leaves, one person goes in. And 
so I get my my little uh, my little uh, my pen, and uh, I you know getting ready, get my gloves, got my mask. I got a little like ninja mask thing that I wear. Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, black. Get the black sunglasses on. Black uh, gloves, winter gloves. Oh, I look I look cooler than shit. Uh, if shit was actually cool. So I'm sitting there, and everyone has a mask in line. They're getting ready, and this woman comes behind me in in her pen, and um. You know, a Trader Joe's employee comes over and just says, you know, just so you know, uh, starting tomorrow, which was this past Monday, Yolo County is uh, re- requiring everyone that enters a public place, uh, excuse me, a public business to wear a mask. And she goes, I know, one more day, freedom. And it was just like, okay, okay, we get it. Quite the display. We're very impressed. And she just starts, you know, kind of talking to hear, so anyone can hear her talk and uh, blah, blah, blah. And she just goes, because it's total bullshit. And at this point, you can tell it's a performance. She's looking for anyone to listen to her. And I'm kind of in between her and this older gentleman in front of me. And you can see that she's clearly taking him off. So he turns around and he goes, listen, I know it's tough, but, you know, I'm going to believe Dr. Fauci. I'm going to believe Dr. Fauci. And she starts going in on the whole... You know, oh, oh, it's deep state, 5G, all this, you know, and, and, and I'm keeping my cool. I'm just looking straight for, I'm not even looking at her. And I just said to the guy, I, I made the talking uh, thing with the hand, like a duck. I'm just like, just, just let her talk. She's just let her, don't, don't even worry about it. Don't, don't talk. And she's just like, it's a total hoax. No, no, it's not killing anyone. And he's just like, a total hoax, 54,000 people. Wow, that that's a hoax. They're no longer living. That's a hoax. And she's like, actually, you know, the death rate, blah, 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 blah. And this guy's getting clearly annoyed. He turns around. She's still talking. And I don't know what happened to me. I just turned around and go, say, can you do me a favor and shut the fuck up? And she's just like, and, you know, a normal person. And, and I talked about how there's a crazy person on Twitter, and I didn't mention that I said that. I didn't want to look like a tough guy flexing. And this wasn't a moment of being a tough guy. It was a moment of frustration. And a normal person would have been like, excuse me? How dare you speak to me like that? Who the hell do you think you are? No, she didn't miss a beat. She just went into the propaganda, keep going, going, blah, 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 blah. I just said, listen, in all honesty, in all fairness here, don't take offense, but you need a mental health provider. You need a psychiatrist of some sort to, to talk to about these things. And then she's like, actually, if you read the paper written by Dr. So-and-so, I was like, so obviously you're familiar with this person because you're in dire need of it. So please do it. And some Trader Joe's, Trader Joe's guy came over. Is there a problem here? I was like, yes, this person's bothering all the customers and business in here. Actually, I'm not. I'm just telling you about the free. It's a total fake. It's all about me. Yeah. And then as I was leaving, I was, I, I. You know, I went in, I cooled down, I saw her leave. She only, she only came in for like two things. By the time I went in there with the cart, did a little turn around the produce section, she was already in line. Would she go there to buy a pack of gum? Julie's? Julie's gum? And I mean, was that it? It's just, just to bother people? But I, uh, you know, I paid for my stuff and I left and I felt like a stanza. As I was leaving, I was, I was driving home and still still admiring, you know, just floating around in my mind or interaction with a woman. And just like, just thinking out like the line I should have used. I should have just been like, listen, why don't you, you, you're, this is the highlight of your day, okay? You're coming out here to bother people and to get some sort of jollies off of yourself when the rest of your life will consist in sitting in your house, talking to strangers on Facebook to justify the pathetic existence of your entire life. Now, I feel sorry for you and you should really take advantage of this shelter in place because now you can spend more time away from the community and poisoning it. And I was like, that's what I should have said. God damn it, the jerk store. Well, they're running out of you. <laughs> I feel your pain, George. 
I feel your pain. That was my line. I didn't use it. I went with a I went with a curse word and to go see a psychiatrist. That is a poor display for me. I could have done so much better. Part of that East Coast still in me, man. Shut. The, you, might, you might do me a favor and shut the fuck up. Maybe not my finest moment, honestly. You know, if I were with other people, I probably wouldn't have done that. Maybe. Or if there were small children around. If there were kids around, I wouldn't have done that. But these are all adults. And this woman was a raving lunatic. Just ridiculous. Again, a normal person would have been like, how dare you use that language to me? You don't even know me. But I'm that cool. All right. So I take care of people at Trader Joe's. That's what I do. All right. So back to baseball for a second. <laughs> so Alex Rodriguez and Jennifer Lopez have been rumored to buy a be, or be an investor with the Mets. I know it's always funny when there are people that are there's a big name involved in investment for a, sp a professional sports team. People think that that person themselves is buying the team. It's like A-Rod's like, all right, so I will write the Will Ponds this check for $2 billion. There you go. No, it's an investing group. All right. And I don't know if they'd be a majority or minority, whatever, I, whatever. But I, it's, a, it's an odd move for Alex Rodriguez. Now, granted, he wouldn't be a general manager. He wouldn't be a manager. So if he wanted to be involved with the baseball team, this is probably best because Alex Rodriguez could not take the heat. Um, and it's not even just Alex. I, I shouldn't say that. I mean, dump on him on this program all the time. But, you know, a lot of former athletes, it's very, especially ones that are elite athletes, have a hard time with this stuff because they're used to using their own body to get things done, their own exploits, and they're pissed off when other people can't do what they did. So being a general manager or a coach would be very difficult. And if your team struggled, then you have to answer the questions. And Alex Rodriguez, you know... I, I don't want to say he treated he he handled the media poorly because I think overall, if you really look at it and be completely fair, he probably did a good job. There were just moments where he just came across as phony, he looked like a jerk, you know that sort of stuff. But I think overall, you know, to play in New York that long, there really really I don't think there were that many like clashes with the media. I mean, you got someone that kisses his ass and Mike Francesa, but I mean, I'm just saying in the locker room all the time, I, I think it wasn't bad, but I, I think when things would get hot under the collar, if he were one of those positions, that'd be difficult. Now as an owner. How often would he even be in New York? He's got Instagram videos to do. Uh, he's got to be on Shark Tank. He has to be at JLo's shows and the crowd to take Instagram videos. So his, his, his schedule's pretty packed. It's a full day. It's a full day. Uh, but I can tell you, if he is, if that team is winning, let's say he gets involved with the Mets, you will see his face plastered everywhere. He will be bigger than the team with his stupid face and his stupid smile. And if they're losing, he won't be anywhere. You won't see him anywhere. Not a chance. He will be gone. He will be on Star Island out there in Miami. Nowhere to be seen. It's just, it's 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 odd. You know, Alex is, when you think about it in a weird way, and, and let me let, let me just get my, you know, point across here. You think about it in a weird way, Alex Rodriguez and Donald Trump are very, very alike. They need to be loved. And that's, I'm still confused as to why Trump is president, because he is a guy, he's an arrogant jackass, but he wants people to like him. I think deep down, he has issues that half the country doesn't like him. Maybe at this point, he doesn't care anymore. But I used to think that's the way he thought. Maybe at this point, he's just kind of given up and said, hey, I don't even care anymore. It doesn't matter. But I think the outward way that Donald Trump treats people and acts is kind of the way Alex Rodriguez thinks in his head. I, just, I, I don't know. I, I could be way off base with this. That's just the way I think, though. I think that... Donald Trump does the things that A-Rod wants to do. Maybe not necessarily, you know, run for president, but just say things and not worry about the repercussions. Criticize the the haters and the losers as well. Don't forget the losers. Um, I really think, join X... Is there any way... If anyone knows how to do this, get rid of... I've clicked 
away from the joint Xfinity thing at least five times in this podcast. Does anyone know? I mean, I'm on my own Wi-Fi and it just keeps popping up like, and it always defaults to that. Does anyone know how to do this? No one will answer me though. No one will answer. No one cares. By the way, people do care. You know, I appreciate, you know, my wife's grandmother passed away and I talked about on the podcast last time and a few people reach out to me and I really do appreciate that. Um, Cause it, it was, it was a tough, tough thing. And it's still, you know, with the coronavirus and everything, it's uh the wounds are still fresh. So I, I do appreciate people reaching out. And for the ones that didn't, well, I will be gathering your name and address and uh, we'll leave it at that. So uh, I would invest in a security system. Uh, but back to A-Rod, I, I, I think that, I, I still don't think he'll, I don't even, I think my point was over. <laughs> so I'm going to say back to A-Rod. No, 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 you, you'd exhausted everything there, Brian. There's nothing else to say. <laughs> nice try though. Good recovery. Not so much. And the, uh, the, the presidential conferences, the, the press conferences have kind of, I guess they're not broadcasting them anymore. They've come together with that. Uh, a lot of the major networks have said, we're not going to do it anymore, which, I mean, if you're going to be honest, I mean, and not even just a presidential one. I think a lot of these state ones, I think it just, I mean, we're doing it because we're supposed to be doing it now. I I, I kind of, when I have lunch, I turn on the California one, Gavin Newsom uh, talks, uh I said it on Twitter. I don't know if I said on the podcast. I mean, he's a little too liberal for me on some subjects. But I tell you, man, he is a schmoozer. He he makes you feel that he knows what's going on. He is he, he oozes with confidence. I think I have mentioned on the podcast before that there's something about it. It's like a more sophisticated Bill Clinton in a way. You know, Clinton's like, oh, let's go wrestle a hog. But you're just like, I like that guy. He, he's fun. But he, something about Newsom. I don't know what it is. He 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 could be saying, "Listen now, Brian. I want to tell you something. You are you are a complete asshole. All right. And there's a lot of data to back that up. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna use that data. We're gonna get it out to the people so they can understand the fact that you're an asshole as well. And we're just gonna come together on the consensus to move forward with the notion that you're an asshole. And I'm gonna be like, oh my god, you're right, man. Where do I vote? He wouldn't even need to do that. The public knows this. Government knows this. Um, but yeah, the press conference. <laughs> the press conferences. I guess they're not. They're not doing them anymore. Or they, they're doing them, but they're they're not airing them anymore. It's it's funny because I mean, let's be honest. If you're watching those press conferences, you're waiting for the Q and A. You're waiting for the Q and A to see the back and forth. You know, to just get angry about. I don't believe it. Never saw it. Uh, it where are you from? Where do you work? The total Francesa move. Excuse me. What do you do for a living? Uh, who are you with? A who? Oh, yeah, another one. Yeah, Okay, go ahead. Yeah, let's, let's hear this question. More fake news. Go ahead. But, I mean, there's like several segments of the press conference. <laughs> it's like the we do the opening, which Trump usually does pretty well. I mean, just kind of the, the opening remarks, a uh, little update about everything. And then we bring the professionals in, either scientists or CEOs. Because, I mean, listen, if you've lost your job and you can't pay your rent, you want to know how the Walmart CEO is doing. That is, that is what big. I mean, God, I know you got to watch out for everyone, man, but... The people watching those press conferences, I lost my job at the mill. Oh, well, that's great. Wow. <laughs> Look at that. AT&T CEO's doing great. Well, that's that's wonderful. That's wonderful. That's going to help me. And then we get to the press conference. We get to the Q&A, which I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, I don't want to get political. I, you know, I've done it a bit. That is a disgrace what happens in those Q&As. It is, it is outrageous. And it shows he just does not care. And it's all about him. Uh, and then there's the fourth part. 
And, and by the way, again, the, the media is, is trying to get them. Most of the time, I'd say at least 50% of those questions. I mean, one of them was like, they've lost more, you know, more people have died in the Vietnam War than, uh, excuse me, more people have died of coronavirus in the Vietnam War. Do you think if that were the case, you know, if that's the case that a president should resign? Like, what kind of question is that? Like, it's a terrible question. I mean, I mean if, I don't even know how Trump reacted to that. But I mean, if he reacted poorly to that, sorry. I mean, that, that's one where he should say, that's a terrible question. I'm not answering it. Next question. I mean, that's insane. Um, but then there's the, my favorite part is on Twitter or on social media when, you know, people will criticize what Trump did. And then there's the other people go, no, 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 you don't understand. This is what he actually meant. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't understand. I didn't realize Donald Trump was so complex. He, he's so complex. It's, it's like we're deciphering words from Confucius. These these words are so complex. Oh, please tell me, uh, fucking Jackrabbit35. Oh, let, let me, can, can you tell me exactly what Donald Trump meant? Oh, okay. Wow. Well, thank you for explaining what the president meant. That's always my favorite. Always my favorite. No, no, no. This is what he actually meant. <laughs> oh, God. My Lord. My Lord, oh, Lord. I think Trump's on some sort of drugs, honestly. I know that's been talked about before. It was that's a Joe Rogan podcast. And uh, he had somebody on. I was talking about either he's doing some sort of speed or some sort of Adderall. Um, just just some of the motions. And I was reading... Um, I'm reading Fear and Loathing on the Campaign campaign Trail 72 by Hunter S. Thompson. He was talking about how he's convinced that one of the uh, the mayor of Maine, Ed Muskie, was uh, taking some sort of Brazilian, uh, like, pep leaves. like, And, you know, they're very... Uh, take too many can be hallucinogenic and he said i could immediately tell uh you know especially when they announced that there was some uh brazilian doctor involved and it got me thinking like if you're one of these older guys on this campaign trail how are you not taking drugs that is the most excruciating how long you're doing at least what 10 months excruciating schedule you could possibly imagine making at least two or three it's possible you're making two or three speeches a day all over the freaking country. And how do you have the same energy and enthusiasm about the same stupid talking points? And then we're going to get him. And it's his last term. How can you do that over and over? That's kind of not even a physical toll, but a mental toll. I mean, the best thing that ever happened, again, to Joe Biden is that he doesn't have to go to all these places. Imagine all the, I mean, we talk about the gaffes that we've seen on some of these, you know, these broadcasts. And I mean, the other day he was sleeping. It looks like Hillary Clinton who won the popular vote last year, who, last election, who is probably one of the most accomplished political, forget how much you hate her or how much you dislike her. I realize she's not the most likable person in the world. However, she's one of the most accomplished candidates to ever run for president. And she's endorsing you live. And it appears as if you are falling asleep. That's your choice in November, people. Someone who's falling asleep, getting an endorsement from an outrageously powerful person, or the guy who suggests that you inject Lysol. Th- this is where we are. This is 2020. This is 2020. You need to do that in the Hugh Downs voice. This is 2020. That's Those are your decisions. But just back to that other point. I mean, like, how can all these, how, how could John McCain go all over the world, you know, not the world, all over the country doing this stuff? How can these old guys do this? They must, there must be some sort of speed, some sort of greenie, some sort of amphetamine, something to keep these guys going. I mean, I mean, it can't just be coffee. I mean, Trump's got to be on something. That guy, and he goes up and down and up and down. It makes me think he's on something. 
which I'm not, I'm not even going to hate that much. I mean, you got to do what you got to do, man. He's got to keep up an image. So I'm not going to be like, ha, <laughs> drug addict, loser. He's got to do what he's got to do. What can I say? Uh, is there anything else I need to talk about? Uh, yeah. Da, 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 da. Let's see. Biden VP. I should have wrote a little more details there. What about Biden's, Biden's VP? He's got to pick a VP. I don't know who it's going to be. Actually, you know, I, tell you, I, I, I have a feeling I know who it's going to be. It's going to be Kamala Harris. And uh, she rubs me the wrong way. I'm kind of smug. I said this to my wife. Oh, it's because she's a woman? No. I think Elizabeth Warren isn't smug. I think she's a liar. Um, she's just a backstabbing phony. Amy Klobuchar is kind of, just kind of a... She had a little more of a personality. I think she'd be good. She's got the Midwest uh, roots there. I think that could really work. And... You know, it's kind of pathetic in the sense, too. You see Biden begging Michelle Obama to be VP, saying, oh, I'd, I'd love to if she were interested, but I don't think she is. I mean, that makes whoever he picks as VP like, oh, come along, afterthought. Uh, you're you're going to be with me. I mean, you're obviously not my first choice. Uh, whatever. Fall in line. Well, I give you many orders and what to do. Um. Michelle Obama would be interesting in the sense that I, I thought I, I, I thought when I first heard that I was like okay Michelle Obama whatever what qualifications does she have it's just like okay she's an attorney and lawyer which I knew but like that doesn't qualify you to be president oh well Trump is okay listen Trump is not normal nothing about him is normal never has anything been normal about him ever but she's actually had many uh, jobs within the city of Chicago and I get that that's not president but it's a little more than I thought I mean first lady obviously is going to go a little <laughs> a little farther than assistant to the mayor of Chicago but I, you know, it's at least a little bit of government there to actually put on her resume without her husband. I mean, I, I, I didn't know that. I don't think Michelle Obama, first of all, she's not going to take it. I don't think. The Obama legacy would be tainted if they lost to Donald Trump. And uh, like all presidents, they are egomaniacs. So I I, I, I worry about that. Um, which still would be, I, I said this before, in Fantasyland, it would be interesting to see Barack come in there. Now, I know he wouldn't take uh, second fiddle. Um but you could have Biden resign and then him take over because he would be allowed to be president. He would not be allowed to run again, though, uh, because he cannot be elected more than twice. So he could take over. But that would be uh, quite dictator-like. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get one person like, they immediately resign. Here's the new leader. <laughs> it's like, okay, so we've completely perverted the election here. Just to, you know what I mean? We've completely circumnavigated a loophole. I don't think she'd change any... Uh, any minds in terms of if you're voting for, if you're voting for Trump and then you hear Michelle Obama's going to be vice president I don't think many people are going to be like oh well now I don't know what to do I think what would happen is maybe people that weren't enthusiastic about this election um, would maybe she'd inspire them to maybe you know go out and vote maybe people that just had no intention of voting whatsoever uh, she would inspire them um, that's really, I think, her her main value, honestly, because not even not only is Joe Biden uh, in the throes of dementia, he's not inspiring at all. His his tweets are incredibly milk toast and not interesting. Now I know we're in a new world where we're comparing those to the the hyperbole and the 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 spontaneous spontaneous no that's not the right word uh, the, the sensational uh, ism of a Donald Trump tweet. But I mean, you know, just same boring, bland stuff. Like, come up with at least a you know, put a meme or something. I don't know. But then I'd probably rip that too. So I'm a, I'm, I'm a hypocrite. Um, a lot of ums, huh? Um, 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 you know what it is? I'm looking at this beer and I want to drink more of it. I'm waiting for a pause, but I'm just going to wait here. So you're going to have to listen.
was that good. Is that done? Oh, there's a little left here. Okay. Yeah, I shook it up. It's not good. But I'll tell you, this is a Belgian Saison. And it's more of a, what they call a farmhouse ale. It's a light, a lighter beer. Uh, but it's it's dark, but it's light, if that makes sense. Um, my way of describing beers is definitely elementary. Um, but uh, I am working on it. And like I said, the, the scent that I'm making right now. Oh, God. It's actually a, uh, if any of you have ever been to the Bronx Brewery or had their beer before, it is the No Resolutions IPA. They straight up, like, give it to this place, Bitsy and Etsy's or something, uh, some brew place in New York. So I got this shipped to me. Um, and uh, it gives you the entire, like, uh, recipe. So I, I've been at that is, oh, God, I can't wait to drink that. I might drink the, it's a, it's a smaller batch. It's two and a half gallons. I might drink it all in one day. Be on the floor for a few days, but um, God, enough of the ums. But that's that. That's my uh, take on the election. I, 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 you know, it's funny. What last last podcast I said? I think Biden's gonna win. Uh, I, I really don't know, man. I, I don't know what to say. He's so uninspiring. Do they call an audible? Do they do something? Do they get Cuomo? I mean, and people say, why you get Cuomo? I don't know either. He, it's. I guess he's done a good job in New York. I couldn't tell you one thing he's done that's really great, but. I see. Everyone says, I really like what he's done. Okay. Well, I don't really know, but sure. Okay. And uh, I guess the final thing I want to say today is something I've talked about on the podcast before. And I don't want to be a contrarian, but let's let's admit, Derek Jeter's probably a dick. And what has happened now is that the MLB is pushing back the Hall of Fame to, you know, the induction ceremony to 2021. So Derek Jeter, Larry Walker, Marvin Miller, and a few other people are not getting into the Hall of Fame this year officially. They're going to go in with the 2021 class, which may involve Kurt Schilling. So it's not as if there's some huge beef between Schilling and Jeter. I don't think they probably break bread anytime soon. Uh, Schilling is possibly a guy that most people didn't like, and Jeter's, yeah, Jeter's, Jeter's about Jeter. Um, but it, I, I, I hope Schilling says something really stupid the week, the weeks before totally takes over, takes everything in and I'm going to be the bell of the ball. I want to have a camera in front of my face and overshadows Derek. I mean, Derek is probably furious anyway, right now, um, that he's, that he's not getting into the hall of fame, basically, you know, Larry Walker. I mean, it's like, okay, he got a great career. I'm Derek Jeter, everyone. He's probably furious right now. He's probably breaking furniture threatening to beat his family in a captain-like way, of course. Um, but he's got to be so angry. I don't know what it is. I went to, I went from liking Jeter to just something clicked. And I was just like, this guy seems like an ass. I don't like him. I don't like him. I think that's a podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's always good talking to you, though. It is. We're still in quarantine. I need to get out. I want a date. Well, they gave me a date. May 31st, at least. I need a, I need a date sooner. I need a date where this is all going to go back to normal. I'm tired of waiting. <sighs> it could be worse. It could be worse. Could be. Right? Could be a Met fan. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, uh, I love all of you. Remember to listen to the show on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, Spotify. No, Jesus. Podbean. And uh, follow me on Twitter, at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. Uh, I think that's about it. Yeah, that's it. So everyone enjoy your weekend. 
and uh, the, the, the weather's getting better, so it's going to be very difficult to uh, obey the stay-at-home uh, orders or shelter-in-place or whatever verbiage your uh, county or governor wants to use. Uh, we will get our power back, all right? And I'm going to, you know what? You know what I live by? I live by the Bill of the Rights. Bill, Bill of the Rights, Jesus Christ. Bill of Rights. I have it tattooed on my back. And sorry, Mr. Governor, Mr. Law Official, I live by that, not by you. I'm going to go do whatever I want. This is a terrible ending. Totally wrong. Well, that being said, I'm going to...